Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. Hey, God bless you, everybody. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. And we're your hosts, Matt and Stephanie Garrity. And we're founders of River of Heaven Ministries. And we have a threefold vision to rebuild and restore, equip and empower, and revive and heal. Through these broadcasts, you're going to be touched, rebuilt, and restored, equipped and empowered, and revived and healed. And you're going to be functioning like never before as a kingdom man or a kingdom woman. Amen. Great to be with you today for another episode of Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. And I want to get into a topic today that is going to really hit home with a lot of us. Our previous podcast, the title of the podcast was, Is God Finished with America? Here's the answer. In short, the answer is no. If you want more detail on that answer, go back and listen to that podcast we had just done. God's not finished with America, but what should our response be as a people of faith? And especially, I want to talk to the leaders today. As leaders, what should our response be when we see soaring gas prices, when we see inflation, when we see people in government speaking about food shortages and things of that nature? What should our response be? I'll tell you right now, our response should never be, Oh no, throwing our hands up in the air, I'm scared, what's going to happen here, what are we going to do? Absolutely not. Not as a leader. As leaders, especially as leaders in the kingdom of God, we must stand firm in faith. In faith. There's no other way we can stand but in faith. Okay? See, the people of this world, they're looking for answers right now. They're looking for what are we, they're saying to themselves, what are we going to do? How are we possibly going to navigate this? We are afraid. We don't know what to do. And you can hear constant voices and echoes and all these different things. Everyone echoing this sentiment of, I'm afraid. I'm scared. What are we going to do? Beloved, this is the greatest time, perhaps in the history of our world, for reaching the lost for touching people right where they're at. See, people oftentimes don't want to talk about their eternity. They don't want to talk about uh, things of God necessarily unless there's some kind of problem. You know, remember, Jesus said, even when he was talking to people, listen, unless you see a sign, many of you won't believe. In other words, if you're left to your own volition, many people won't believe. But when things are going in a bad trajectory, in a downward trajectory, that is fertile ground for the gospel to hit the mark. That is fertile ground for people to truly begin to think, wow, things are terrible right now. Maybe I ought to think about that Jesus thing. Maybe I ought to really consider what my friends have been telling me concerning the word of God. But that only works if, and this is a big if, that only works if We are walking as men and women of God, as people of great faith. We've got to be setting an example of strength. We've got to be setting an example of humility and, you know, 
peace and all these different things during times of struggle and times of trial when everyone else is freaking out. Listen, we have the answer and the answer is Jesus Christ. The gospel is enough. Jesus Christ is enough. He is, was enough back in biblical times. He is enough now. He shall always be enough. Okay? 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5 says this, For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Did you catch that? For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. Have you been born again? If you have been born of God, if you have been born again, then you are victorious over the world. And it goes on. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. It goes on to say, who is it that is victorious over the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the son of God, the amplified says, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on that fact. So a little bit more descriptiveness is given as that scripture goes on. First, the statement is, for whatever is born of God is victorious over the world, period. If you've been born again, one of the tests that you've been born again is that you're victorious over the world. Why? Because the Bible says that Jesus overcame the world, so too we overcome the world as we walk according to the leading of the Spirit of God, as we walk according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so it's very, very important that we understand that we have nothing to offer ourselves, but we can be victorious over the world, over the temptations, over the struggles, over the trials, over all these things, if we stand in faith in Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Listen, the Bible talks about there's two types of ground uh, that someone can build their house upon. Either they build it on the sand or something that is not solid, or they build it on the rock, who is Christ. And so there's a real test going on right now, isn't there, to see who is firmly established on Jesus Christ, who is the rock, and other people who have built their house on something other than him. And the Bible clearly talks about where the wind and the waves, they beat against the house and great was that fall. Why? Because the foundation was not solid. And during difficult times, see when things are going good, when things look great, everyone's foundation looks okay. It's only when the storms come, hear me, it's only when the trials and the tests and all these things of life come that it is revealed what foundation the house is really built upon. Because if your foundation is on Christ, Christ is the rock that you can be anchored to and you can have full understanding that no matter come hell or high water, I'm anchored to the rock. Hallelujah. But if your house is built on something other than Christ, a false foundation, you've got a problem. Because then when the storm comes, everything that you built your house upon, your life upon, your livelihood upon, Whatever it is that you value, whatever, whatever you have in life, you've built it upon a faulty foundation. And basically, we're in a season, we're in a time right now where everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Just look around. No matter what nation you're in, you're probably experiencing some type of shaking. But the good news is this. 
If we have built our house on Christ, if we have built our life on Christ, guess what? We shall not be moved because he is a sturdy, strong foundation. Hallelujah. And notice how, again, 1 John 5, 4 and 5 says, for whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. But faith in what? Who is it that victorious over the world, but he who believes, in other words, he whose faith is in Jesus Christ, the son of God. So in other words, it's not just our faith that overcomes. It's not just our faith that's victorious over the world. It's our faith in Christ. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith has to have substance. What is the substance of our faith? The substance of our faith is Jesus Christ. He is who we believe upon. He is the object of our worship. He is the solid rock and the true foundation. Hallelujah. And so in other words, if we're living in faith and we're walking in faith and we're, we're uh, have our house built by faith on Jesus Christ, guess what? When all the turmoil and the struggles and the issues and the inflation and gas prices soaring and threats and all these things come, which are indicative of as time is getting closer to being the culmination of all things or the end times, guess what? We're going to be solid. We're going to be strong. Hebrews 10, 25 and 26 says also that there's going to be a strategy of the enemy. And the strategy is going to be this, to get the love of many to wax cold. But there is a strategy from the, from the Lord God Almighty that says that when you see the things going on, these things happening, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, which is the habit of some. But it says that to, we were to stir up love and good works among the brethren, among the body of Christ with one another. We love each other. We stir up love and good works. So the enemy strategy is to make the love wax cold. There's going to be a great falling away. But the Lord's strategy is saying, no, no, you stir up love and good works and come together in unity. And the Bible says we're going to need that even all the more as we see the day approaching. What day? He's talking about the day of the return of Jesus Christ. The writer of the Hebrews is talking about the return of Jesus Christ. And so guess what? The closer we get to the return of Jesus Christ, we need each other. Why? Because when when uh, iron is sharpening iron, uh, if that's people's faith sharpening each other in faith, your faith is going to grow. Well, how? Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So you, you uh, encourage your brother or sister, hey, we're going through some tough times right now, but that's okay because praise God. Uh, the Bible talks about that we're victorious over the world because of our faith in Jesus Christ. And maybe your brother or sister is having a tough time. Maybe they're questioning. Maybe they're doubting. And guess what? When you speak that word to them, their faith begins to grow because faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of the Lord. We must be a people of faith. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith in Jesus Christ is the only winning strategy right now. People can talk about all they want about all these different things and how they're going to do this and how they're going to do that. But I'm telling you, beloved, according to scripture, that this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith in Jesus Christ. So anything the world 
system is throwing at you, anything the spirit of the Antichrist is trying to press uh, around in the nations and press in the United States of America, the victory is going to be with the people of faith, people who are standing up and praying in faith, speaking the word of God in faith, worshiping God in faith, decreeing and declaring in faith, and ultimately talking about the things of God in faith. Binding and loosing in faith. Everything's got to be done in faith. In faith. Why? Because without faith, it's impossible to be walking and advancing the kingdom of God. We must have our hope anchored in the proper place. Our glorious hope, Jesus Christ. And we must believe by faith. Where is your life anchored? Where is your livelihood anchored? Do you believe that your job, do you believe that the United States government, do you believe that your your national government is supposed to supply your needs? Or you do you believe that Jesus Christ, do you believe that God, the Father, do you believe that Holy Spirit, we have Jehovah Jireh, our provider. We look at here further, we talk about when God speaks of building things, does what we build actually have any value in eternity? Moses was told, build this according to the pattern, Moses. Build the tabernacle. Build the articles of the tabernacle. Build what I show you to build according to what? The pattern. So not only are we standing in faith, but we also have to build our house according to the pattern. So first, it's got to be anchored on Christ, who is the true foundation. But then anything else that you're building, is it built according to the pattern? Are you replicating what you see others build? Are you copying what you see your neighbor building who may not be a Christian, who may not be walking with the Lord? I'm telling you that you need to build according to the pattern of what God showed you. Now, we all have his word. There are generalities that we must build a certain way, but there is also individuality that as we follow God's word, God is going to give certain strategies to certain people based upon the destiny that he has for their lives. So especially during this time, the question is, is first, is your life, is your house built upon the correct foundation? Are you living in faith? Is your hope anchored to Jesus Christ? Is your faith, is your life anchored in Jesus Christ? And also, whatever you're building upon that proper foundation, assuming that you have the right foundation, what are you building? Are you building something that's going to have any value in eternity? Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, starting in verse 10. Paul says, writing to the church of Corinth, According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds. So there's a warning from the apostle Paul here. Make sure that you're building the correct way. Verse 11, for no other foundation can anyone lay that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ, which we had just talked about. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will be will become clear for the day, and that day is speaking of the day of the Lord, will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. In other words, it will be tested. All the work, any work that you've done for the Lord will be tested by fire. And the fire will test that work of which sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he receives a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet as through the fire. 
Now, this is talking about the Apostle Paul, an apostolic builder. He is strengthening the church. He planted churches. He is building, equipping, empowering, strengthening the church wherever he goes. And to the church of Corinth, in this letter to the Corinthians, he talks about warning them, let each of you take heed how you build. First, in other words, he says that there's the foundation of Christ. You can't change that. But then, in addition to that, how are you building? What are you building? I'm going to give you a little secret here regarding how you build or how you destroy. It involves that thing that's on your face right under your nose and above your chin. It's your mouth. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. How are you building? Especially during times of turmoil, during difficult times and difficult seasons. First, we talked about, is your foundation the right foundation? Great. If your foundation is the right foundation, Jesus Christ, how are you building? Are you building by speaking life? Or are you building by speaking complaint? By by speaking things of bitterness out of your mouth? Our words have such power. Literally, life and death. And I choose to speak life. And I believe that Many of you do as well, but if you're not speaking life, if you've been caught up in the snare of the enemy, if you've been caught up uh, in deception, if you've been caught up with what's going on in this world, guess what? All it takes is changing your confession. I'm going to build according to what the word of God says. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to speak the word of God. No matter what's going on in my life, I'm going to choose to speak what God says about the situation. Because if I'm speaking contrary to what God says about the the situation, I'm building in a faulty way upon a true foundation. See, if we've been born again, we all have the proper foundation. We all have Jesus Christ. He is the cornerstone. He is the rock of our life. However, how we choose to build on that proper foundation is up to us. And it's especially difficult during times and situations where there's stress and where there's pressure. But the good news is God instruct us in our in his word. If we will use our mouth, it will, we will speak life that we will be building the proper way. And watch this, not just will things be planted in a godly way as we plant the word and we plant uh, the promises of God and we plant what God says about situations and circumstances all throughout scripture, all, all those things. But in addition, it will affect others. It will affect other people. You are never called just to be able to, uh, to strengthen and edify and build yourself up in prayer or by speaking the word that your faith comes alive. But it was always, always, always meant to touch other people. It was always meant to affect other people. Hallelujah. God's word says this in Psalm 127.1. The psalmist says, unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards a city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Okay. Nehemiah 2.18 says, and I told them of the hand of my God, which had been so good upon me and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me. So they said, let us rise up and build. 
Then they set their hands to do this good work. Wow. And so, especially as leaders, my God, Nehemiah had been given a burden, which turned into a vision of going to do and to restore the the wall, to restore the, the things of God. Amen. And what happened? It became absolutely infectious as he began to set the right example, as he began to speak words of faith. As he says again here, I told them of the hand of my God. In other words, he said, God's hand is in this. God's hand is upon this. And and also the king's permission is upon this. So the people, so they said, let us rise up and build. I'm telling you that the way you build, the way you plant uh, upon your foundation of Christ, the way you speak, people are watching you. Others are watching you. And watch this. They are going to be inspired. Yes, even difficult, even, even during difficult and frustrating seasons and times, they're going to arise and build with you. They're going to arise and they're going to build the right way. They're going to speak God's word. They're going to speak the things of God. They're going to do the work of the kingdom. Hallelujah. They're going to be inspired. Watch this as you've inspired them. If you've got people that are uninspired, if you've got people surrounding you that are uninspired, it's one of two things. Either they've allowed the world pressure to get to them, or just maybe we need to take a look in the mirror and say, hey, what am I doing? What example am I setting for the for the people? What example am I setting uh, as far as these the Lord's entrusted me with? My God, we must, must, must be people of great faith, especially during times of hardship, especially during times where it seems like many are complaining about lack or inflation. My God, people should see us. And, you know, even if we might be going through something ourselves, even in the midst of that, we must be a people of faith. We must speak God's word. We must be fully persuaded that God is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. My God, do you believe that though? Do you believe that that's, that God's word is true? Do you believe that God's going to come through for you? No matter what things look like around us right now, many of us living in the United States of America, there are things that look very bad, but praise be to God that God is on the throne. This is not a shock to him. This is not a a problem for him. He is saying, what are you doing, my beloved? What are you doing? Are you going to put your faith in me? Are you going to trust me? Are you going to make sure you're anchored to me? Or are you going to trust in what the world says? Are you going to trust in what people who are fearful are saying? People are surrounding you with all kind of, you know, different thoughts and all these different words. And are you going to be able to influence them or are they going to influence you? That's really what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to. We as a people of God and as those who are called to fulfill the Great Commission must go out and make disciples. And how do we make disciples? First, we need to be a people that understand that we're walking in faith and that our faith in Christ has overcome this world because Christ has overcome this world. And because so, because we have faith in the one who has overcome, we too shall overcome. Then we teach others how to overcome by what? By our example, by how we're building What are our words? What are our actions? What are our mannerisms? Hallelujah. I want to challenge you. I want to give you a challenge. For the next 24 to 48 hours, I want you to really consider 
you know, what's coming out of your mouth. And when something comes out of your mouth or it's about to, you feel that the words coming out of the abundance of your heart, you're about to speak out of your mouth. But I want you to try to catch yourself before you start planting things contrary to what God's word says. I want you instead to refocus those words and plant what God's word says. You might be feeling upset. You might be feeling hurt. Whatever that is, when that comes up and you're about to release that, let's take the thought captive to the cross. Let's get a hold of our tongue. Amen. And let's train that tongue. And when that word comes out, if it's contrary to what God's word says, let's catch it and say, you know what? No, I'm not going to speak that. I'm not going to plant that. I'm not going to build that. Uh, onto my foundation. No, 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 no. I'm going to speak the word of God. Even though things might look a certain way in the natural, I'm going to speak what God's word says. And then I'm, you're going to notice what's going to happen out of this process. When you do that, you're going to see things change in your life. You're going to see situations and circumstances turn around. Why? Because you've passed the test of walking by faith and not by sight. For the word of God says that we, as the people of God, as born again believers, We walk by faith and not by sight. The key is your faith in Jesus Christ, especially during these times. And so I just want to end with a story today. A a friend of ours that we know that there are so many bad things that was going on in their life. So many situations and circumstances that were rough. And all they were doing, all they could do was see problems and situations and issues and problem after problem. Their parents had problems. Their their grandparents had problems. But then one day they got born again and they changed their confession through the power of the Holy Spirit. They began to speak the promises of God. They began to speak the word of God. And I'm telling you that every single thing, one by one of those problems and those situations and all those issues in their life began to turn around one by one by one. We know many uh, families in our congregation that they're going through something right now, just like that example I just gave. Maybe you're going through that situation, just like that example I just gave. You weren't brought up in the church. You didn't know who Jesus Christ was. But all it takes, friend, is for you to say, Lord, I don't want to live my life this way anymore. I'm guilty before you. Lord, I turn to you today. I know your goodness and kindness has been leading me to where I am today, to this place of hearing this message. I turn to you by faith and I receive you as Lord and Savior. And beloved, if you did that and you believe and you've confessed the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm telling you that your life is now brand new and the Lord by his spirit will begin to, as you read the word of God and even just The Holy Spirit within your own life will begin to bring the Word of God forth out of your life. You'll begin to speak powerfully and be able to build the right way. And just like that wonderful example of that person I gave earlier, you're going to be able to see things turn around one by one by one, one after the other in your life, even during difficult and painful times. So God bless you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. And may the Lord give you his peace. Remember that no matter what goes on around you, you must be a person. We must be people of great faith. For our faith in Jesus Christ 
is solid and our faith in the one who overcame the world, we also will be able to overcome because of that faith in him. God bless you and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. If you'd like to connect with us, you can go to our website at www.riverofheaven.org. River of Heaven Ministries is advancing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven through various means. In James 1.27, Scripture teaches us to care for the widows and the orphans. We take this seriously and are actively involved in supporting widows and others in need on a monthly basis. Together, we can do more. Additionally, our radio broadcasts and podcasts reach all nations, touching lives worldwide. Daily, new listeners hear the gospel, and through these broadcasts and podcasts, millions have an opportunity to repent, believe, and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listeners also learn about powerful Tabernacle of David principles through our teaching, encouraging all to worship the Father in spirit and in truth with great passion and purity. Your financial gift of any amount will help us to continue to support those in need and allow us to launch high-quality recorded radio broadcasts, podcasts, and teaching that are available for free to anyone who has internet access. With your prayers and financial support, we will continue to reach millions in our generation and multiply millions in generations to come. Thank you for partnering with us.